Hi, this is Jean-Jacques Taylor, and you're listening to Jot Talk. This is a podcast where I talk about the Cowboys, the team I've covered as a beat writer, columnist, TV insider, and radio host for 28 years. I'll also talk about the NFL and the things I love, working out, streaming, food, and all things Dallas. My boy, Big Joe in the Big Rig, one of my oldest friends, produces the show and occasionally chimes in with his thoughts on the Cowboys. After all, he's a lifelong Cowboys fan, and he played high school, college, and semi-pro football. Welcome to Jock Talk, where sports is fluid. What's true today might not be true an hour, a day, or a month from now. I'm going to give you the truth straight. No chaser. Glad to have you aboard. Let's get it. Hey, welcome to episode 70 of Jock Talk. I'm Jean-Jacques Taylor, joined by my boy Big Joe in the Big Rig for episode 70. And we hope you are prepared to be entertained and dazzled for the next hour or so. What up, Doc? What up, what up? Number 70, who comes to mind? Zach Martin, baby. Oh, you went uh, you went new school. Yeah, right? my favorite Dallas Cowboy. I was thinking like, wasn't my man was name was uh, Howard Richards or something like that for the old old Dallas Cowboys or something? Damn, you did go old. I I was thinking more Leonard Davis, but you know that was me. Leonard Davis. Uh, 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 yeah, but I mean, yeah. be, you know, I, you know, if I go a little deeper, because I we do these things literally off the top of my head. I would think Jim Marshall, Minnesota Vikings. Jim Marshall, yeah. What That's about, probably what was, the one uh, that really comes to mind. What about Leonard? Way, what about Leonard Marshall? Wasn't he seventy-two? Uh, yeah, for the Giants, he played for the hated New York Giants. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, to hell with him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna keep it real because that's back when I was a fanboy as a kid, and uh, and uh, he he was on those teams. Uh, Got to take a moment to thank every single body who participated in the Mavs ticket giveaway. Uh, my man Kevin Johnson had a blast at the game last night. But I got to tell y'all the deal. So we tried to get the tickets to Mooney the Mayor, all right, who I don't know personally, but he's a fan of the show. And so I know him because uh, we've communicated on Twitter quite a bit. And uh, he's, a, he's a dude like me in his 50s. Uh, he may actually be closer to 60 to 50, but he works out every day. And he posts his workouts on, uh, on uh, Twitter all the time. So we started talking like that. Now, I got to tell y'all. Real talk now. This twelve letter cuss where it goes is a, is the biggest Michigan fan ever. Yeah, yeah, I said it right. So when I pull him out, I'm like, Lord Jesus, why do I have to give these tickets to a Michigan man on the year that they won a national championship for the first time since Jesus was a baby? And so you know, so check this out, Doc. Uh, it was a rising success, but Mooney hit me up about I was setting it up. Trying to say, hey, uh, download the app so I can text you the tickets. You're good to go. Mooney sent me a text with a bunch of crying emoji eyes on it, man. And, and then talking about my wife set up special something special on Valentine's Day night I didn't know about, man. I can't go. I was like, dog, I'm sorry to hear that. I really am because I wanted you to enjoy the experience. But clearly it proves God didn't want a Michigan man at the game. Hey, Mooney, Mooney made the right call, bro. That's why <laughs> no, I'm saying. You know, it what, is what it is. When your can't. wife set up something and you don't know about it, you're obligated to go. Roger that. Uh, if you set it up, you can always change the plan and set it up later because you're going to go to the game. It's all good. I mean, you're going to take her with you, but it's all good. So I didn't have no problem with Mooney. But then I had to do a redraw. So I do a redraw, man. And uh, I ended up giving trying to, this dude named Lamont Mars. Morris, Lamar Morris got the tickets. And so, you know, I'm trying to get in touch with him. I hit him on YouTube. And then I was like, well, maybe he saw that Mooney won, and so he didn't check back. So then I found him on Facebook, sent him a message on Facebook, tried to add him as a friend. Then I went and found him on Twitter, added him on Twitter, sent him a direct message. Hey, hit me. Uh, so I can get you these tickets. You won. There was a, you know, something happened. You ended up winning. Blase, blase, blase. Duh. I hadn't heard from him by three o'clock. I started getting nervous. So then I did another drawing because by then I'm in my day. I'm at the Mike Zimmer contest. I mean, Mike Zimmer press conference. That I got to go teach my class. But because I hadn't talked to him before then, I took the stuff and took it with me so I could reach in and pull out another name if I needed to. So to make a long story short, I pulled out another name right as the Mike Zimmer press conference was ending because I had to make sure if Lamar doesn't hit me, I can still get the tickets away because if my class started at 5 and I couldn't be doing all this stuff if, 
into my class at SMU. So I never heard from Lamar. So I pulled again. Cat named Kevin Johnson came up. And uh, it turned out to be a good thing because, like Mooney, I know Kevin from uh, Facebook or somewhere around there. I think I met him one time. Anyway, he's a big fan of the show. And so uh, he got the tickets, and uh, I sent you the video that he sent out, man. Yeah, it was and cool. I put it on social media. <laughs> Tell me, dog, was his wife having a blast at the game? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because Kevin is talking about, hey, these are some great seats, and I appreciate Jacques Talk and JJT Media Group and all this other stuff, which is fantastic. His wife is dancing in the background the whole time. <laughs> man, yeah, it's good to see people enjoy themselves, man. It was nah, good. It's yeah. real talk, man. Yeah, it put a smile like, on my face. It put a smile on my face. Did it? Sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, it takes a lot to put a smile on no, your face. No, not even. Stop it. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then he threw in, because he was a Spurs fan, which I, did, I had no idea. But he was a Spurs fan. And uh, he was like, uh, and the Spurs are up by two. And I was like, oh, wow. So then my class started, and I gave him a break a little bit midway through the class. I checked the score. Mavericks are up by 20-something, and they, they ended up winning by about 25. And so I sent him a text at the end of the night. Hey, I'm glad you enjoyed that game, blase, blase. Now, you know me. Sorry your team got their ass kicked. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, so, but anyway, point of that is he had a great time at the game. I appreciate everybody uh, who participated in the event. It was so good. I'm contemplating whether to do it one more time. We'll see, uh, you know, how it goes, uh, you know, whether we can get it done. Uh, we might do it again in March. Uh, we'll just see, see how it goes. See, that, uh, but, that's uh, what makes a good contest, though. Your commitment to damn sure make sure somebody get them tickets. Oh, no, it was real, man. Yeah, I like I liked that. No, I liked it. It was real, now. Yeah, people should appreciate that. I like that, uh, though. No, it was real. I wanted, I, I mean, I was determined uh, to make sure somebody went. But then they got busy with the press conference and the class and yeah. everything else. But uh, You can't come yeah. back on here going, nobody won. Nah, that that'd was not that. one of the options. Yeah, that'd be some bullshit right there. <laughs> that was not <laughs> one of the options right there. Uh, I always like to remind you guys that if you're ever involved in an accident, and you get injured, and it's not your fault, uh, what you got to do is call 972-934-8900. That's Greening Law. You, you simply, when they pick up the phone, you simply say, hey, here's what happened to me, here's what situation, here's the details. And uh, I'm telling y'all for real, man, if they bring you on as a client, it's been a great day for you because they will ride with you. Um, they will take care of things for you. As I like to say, man, whenever you get involved in an insurance Incident and you're going up against somebody else's big time insurance company, it that thing can be long and tedious and intimidating. Um, it can be scary uh, because a lot of unknown. If especially if you haven't been through the process before, you don't know when to turn left or when to turn right. Well, Gritty Law walks you through literally the entire process. They hold your hand, and what I like about them is if you need a doctor, they'll set up the appointment. They'll find your doctor, set up the appointment. You need a specialist. They'll find a specialist, set up their appointment. They take care of all that stuff, man, because they really want you focused on what? Two things. Y'all know what it is. They want you really focused on healing and renewal, all right? Get your mind right, get your body right, get your life back. That's really what it's all about. Um, the other thing you need to know about Greening Law, and this is important, hugely important, they don't collect nothing, not a dime, not a nickel, not a quarter. They don't get paid at all unless you get paid. So you ain't never got to sit around and wonder, where am I on the priority list? Where am I? Do they, are they really working my case as hard as they can? Hell yeah, they're working your case as hard as they can because they're trying to get paid. They're trying to get you paid. And that's what's important. So give them a call, 972-934-8900. Lock that number in your phone. If you're involved in an accident, you don't be trying to figure out what's the number, what did JJT call it, what is the name again. No, lock the number in. And so then when it happens, you just hit the number, it goes right to Greening Law, you tell them the situation, and pray like hell they bring you on as a client because it makes your life considerably easier if they do. Uh, big day with the Cowboys yesterday, man. Mike Zimmer get introduced. And uh, I'm going to tell you just a, two things about Mike Zimmer before we uh, call Clarence Hill of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram brought to you each and every Friday by Smokey John's Barbecue. Uh, Zimmer seemed relaxed yesterday, man. He made some jokes Showed a lot of his personality. Now, I've, been, I've known him forever. He could be a grumpy-ass dude, but uh, he was clearly happy to be back in Dallas. 
I don't know how long that happiness, that happy front will last. Because he can be spicy like Joe and like Archer. But yesterday, he was happy zip. And uh, that was always a good thing to to, uh, to see. So let's give uh, Clarence Hill Jr. of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram a call. Let's hope he picks up. Because, you know, he's a single man. It was Valentine's Day yesterday. There's no telling how many women got Valentine's. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, while you call him up, I'm going to tell you all something. I I didn't know how to act. My eight-year-old grandson was running around trying to buy some Valentines for some little girl at school, and he had a long, detailed list. Hello. Of, uh, what's up, man? I was telling him about, uh, we're doing great. Uh, I was telling about my grandson who's who spent the last two weeks trying to find some Valentine's Day gift for some little girl at school, including some dessert that had chocolate on one side and strawberry on the other. And while that sounds cute, and it really does, I got to tell y'all, I was very concerned that I hope he don't get his little eight-year-old heart crushed uh, because I had no idea whether all these emotions were reciprocal or whether it was one-sided. Well, about better uh, now than later. I guess. I mean, wrong with that. I mean, that's, that's, that's part of life. We, we, you know. As an eight-year-old getting your heart crushed? Oh, yeah. He's going to he gonna, he gonna become player after that. It ain't, okay. it ain't crush. You don't know crush still. It's, it's, you know, you move on, especially when you're eight, you know. It's, it's, it's okay. I mean, but part of dating is rejection. I mean, you got to be able to have a rejection, you yep. know. Yep. That, 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 that's part man. of it. Everything ain't going to be perfect. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes no. Sometimes like no is good, and sometimes no is the best thing. You know, okay. probably didn't want that anyway. Yeah, uh, you, that's you know, the pressure you well, he he returned home from Valentine's Day, and uh, I, I, I saw him because I had to check. I wanted to do a personal check on him uh, since he had invested so much time and energy. He said, hey, how how Valentine's Day go? He said, it went great. I said, oh, did your little friend get you something? He said, no, but that's okay. She didn't have to give me anything for it to be a good day. I promised her that's what he said. I said, oh, okay, how you feel about that? He said it was okay. She got on my nerves later because she stole my pencil. I said she stole my pencil. Yeah, she took it out of my bag because she didn't be, have he one. He go, he go, he go sideways sometimes. That's what he said. Exactly. Man. So, so why we invested? Well, well, you know, it's, it's, you worried about his heartbroken because she stole his pencil. This is this is day to day life of kids. I mean, come on, stop it. Hey man, <laughs> I'm a sensitive guy. I was worried about. It. So I mean, so how many Valentines did you pass out as, as a single man yesterday? Man, I don't know what you're talking about, man. See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? You got to be private when you talk to this dude, man. You go, <laughs> you go, you go, hey, hey. About, what are you talking about? It's just us. You know? It's just us boys. Yeah. yeah, yeah ain't never, um, it ain't never just us when we talking to your ass. So, you know. Know, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. He said he don't know. You know what I'm saying? He, you, you just, it's like this. He categorically denies any of that. <laughs> All right. Well, I did. I did see it. I know at least for a little while you had the Mike Zimmer press conference yesterday. Uh, we're not going to spend too much time on that. But what's your initial I did impression? Press conference? You said huh? You was there. I mean, I saw you unless it was your double, your doppelganger. Oh, okay. I, I hear what you said. Yes, I was at the prop. Of course, the Cowboys. But I'm going to be at the press conference. Sure. Uh, what's your initial thoughts on uh, Zimmer and how he seemed yesterday? I mean, it, it was fine. I mean, I you know, you know, obviously the proof is in the pudding. What they do on the field, I mean, none of this matters because it's a make or break season, and they have to win now. You know, and you know, but yeah, obviously Zimmer's a disciplinary, and he's going to be a um, everybody tells him is a good fit, but he, you know, his personality is going to be a change from what they've had in the past. Because Dan Quinn was more the players' coach. He wore, he, 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 you know, he he was a rap aficionado. He wore Jordans. You know, he was. You know, related to the player, that he was a good coach and all those stuff, but his personality is different than Mike Zimmer. So, you know, it's going to be a shock to the system for the players and even Mike McCarthy for for, for how Zimmer, you know, goes about his business on a day-to-day basis, and, and, and we'll see how that works. But, I mean, Zimmer was fine. I mean, you know, we, we you know, we've known Zimmer. You know, we you know I was here when he was here the first time, you know, just like you were here when he was here the first time. And we know what he brings to the table and the type of personality he has. You know, the bottom line is, 
you know, he came here because um, of the relationship uh, with Mike McCarthy and his familiarity with the organization. That's where he wanted to come back to. But he got to win. You know, the, the, you know, the, the Cowboys have to win next year. Mike McCarthy is the last year of his contract. Gary Jones with the all-in. This should be about winning. I don't know. It's, it's definitely about winning. Um, but uh, let's uh, dip back to the Super Bowl. I just wanted to get your thoughts on Zimmer right quick. Uh, what were your thoughts on the Super Bowl and where the game was won or lost? I mean, yeah, it's all over the place. I mean, you could you could point to the the, the special teams errors on San Francisco or Bali and somebody's foot. I mean, they don't miss extra point. The game's won and over. I mean, in regulation, right? <laughs> you know, you know, uh, you, you know, Kansas City's first touchdown came because of a a, a muff punt or a ball hitting somebody's, you know, shoot. You know, because the defense it really stopped them. You know, and you know, and the San Francisco left points on the board. I mean, you know, the last two drives, this Kansas City offense. I'm not Kansas City. The Forty uh, Niners offense that that features Debo and 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 you know, great receiving core and Kittle and McCaffrey. They scored two fields on the last two drives. You know, the last one in regulation, the last in the first one overtime, they they set several field goals. They couldn't get an end zone. They couldn't block Chris Jones in the end. Uh, the the offensive genius couldn't manufacture more points. Uh, and obviously, Patrick Mahomes has always been Patrick Mahomes. He's so um, poised and so calm in, in the biggest moments, and, and, and the, he exposed that towards the end because as much as they held the three points in the first half. And and he he you know he took it to him in the second half, certainly in overtime. He he did what he was supposed to do. So, I mean, it's, it's all over the place. The Kansas City defense don't get enough credit for what they've done and how they play. Uh, I think the Forty Nine ers defense gets too much blame, uh, you know, for succumbing to the goat. And I don't think the Forty Nine ers offense gets enough blame for for not doing what they were supposed to do, especially <laughs> when Jesus offense coordinator. Uh, you seem to be very upset that Steve Wilkes got fired. He was a defense coordinator at San Francisco yesterday. And I just charged it to the game, man, in the sense of whenever you have a disappointing loss, it, that type of – I mean, somebody always going to be made the scapegoat. John Lynch is not going to fire Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan not going to fire himself as offensive coordinator. There's only one other person to take some heat and be the scapegoat. That's Steve Wilkes. To me, it wasn't all that much different than Kellen Moore had the number one offense in the league. We lose the game. We don't want to fire Quinn. I'm not going to fire myself, Mike McCarthy. So, I, Kellen, I guess you out. Well, I, I, I hear you. And I, I would say that losing in the, in, 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 in the playoffs and losing the Super Bowl, I don't know how many defensive coordinators get fired for losing the Super Bowl. You know, I, I would say the Eagles defense coordinator gave up more points to the Chiefs last year than the Wolves gave up his, his to the Chiefs this year, and he got a head coaching job, and he got undressed on that final drive. <laughs> last, hey, if you remember, I think they, know, I think so they I, got I think they got fined for tampering. They already had that deal in place; they couldn't back out. <laughs> that, that, all that's fine, but I'm just telling you that. I don't know how many. I mean, I don't know how many defense coordinators, coordinators, been fired after the Super Bowl. Uh, I've seen people get fired after losing first round, second round playoff game, but but after the Super Bowl, if you had the third best defense in the league, and you know, I don't, I, I don't, you know, you held Patrick Mahomes to three points in the first, in the first half. I, I don't see that. Obviously, they need a scapegoat, and and Wilkes was a scapegoat. And my thing with Wilkes is that he's been done dirty. He was done dirty in Arizona. He was the head coach done? You know, one and done. First one and done coach ever. Uh, he was done during Carolina, you know, when he took over his interim coach and then led them uh, to almost to the playoffs. And, you know, they fired him and bring in, you know, uh, a new staff. They fired him before the season's over. They, he should have been able to get that Carolina job. He goes to San Francisco and gets fired up to take his team to the Super Bowl. So it, it, it's, it's a dirty game. It's all messed up. Everybody got their reasons. Uh, wasn't a good fit. All that stuff is just. Wilkes was done dirty. Now, you see all the San Francisco girlfriends and mamas and brothers out there complaining about their game now? Everybody, yeah, everybody complaining about the game. <laughs> but see, it ain't no different than Dallas. All these, in the world that we live in, your relatives going to moan and groan 
if you lose a big game. And it's not just Dallas. It's everywhere. No, it's drama. Yeah, one of the Kansas City, I mean, one of the 49ers offensive linemen, blame another offensive lineman for letting <laughs> Chris Jones sneak uh, through there and, 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 and get the pressure on the final play. And it, it's another example. It's funny because everything always gets back to Dallas, but, you know, uh, compared to Dallas. But Chris Jones is an example of he didn't have any sex in the game, but he had mixed that, made a big time impact. You don't always have to have sex to make an impact. He was whooping everybody. Yeah. I don't know what they're yeah. talking about. He he flipped sides and whooped everybody. Well, whooped everybody. And, yeah. And and another thing that, that that needs to be said and Mike Purdy wasn't hurt. He he played a solid game, but he left points on the field. You know, and and it was a classic example of a game manager uh, and a guy who is the system. Patrick Mahomes. Is, a, is is the system, and certainly Brock Purdy is a system quarterback in the game manager. But but Patrick Mahomes is a different maker. He's a system. He 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 makes everything go, and and that's what people are talking about. And, and certainly we give Brock Purdy credit uh, for how well he played and how well he's played as being Mister Relevant. But the people that try to make him great, make him a difference maker, it, that, that's what's gone too far. He's a good quarterback. He runs the system well. Uh, but again, that offense could have won that game. They let they scored three points to final two drives. Uh, yeah, I mean, but you know, it's a uh, it's interesting because we say that, and there's, I'm not necessarily disputing it, but some dude missed a block, and so Chris Jones gets a free run to block Purdy and hits him, and that's why he don't hit Ayuk in the end zone for a touchdown, and so. If some dude makes his block, because Ayuk is wide open, and we assume he catches it, and maybe they win, everything's different. But that's how close it is between your legend and your legendary status. Some dude misses yeah, a block, and, and, and that and we see and we see many times throws with people in their face. I mean, that's part of being a quarterback. You know, you I've seen people make throws, championship throws with pressure in their face as well. I mean, oh, he, he wasn't in his face. He hit him. I mean, that's oh, just, that I mean, it's the same reason Josh Allen didn't make the throw in Buffalo. Yeah, Dude, I mean, you know, MB, but that's what we're talking about. It's you know, it's a matter of inches between winning and losing and everything else. And you, and you had you had the other one where he overthrew Debo in the end zone. I mean, there was a couple of times they they, they had guy wide open in the zone that didn't hit. I think Chris Jones got him that time too. No, he did. <laughs> Chris Jones was tearing <laughs> stuff up. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, other thing is. Mahomes is by far the best player and the best quarterback in the league, best player in the league. Oh, yeah. Everybody else is a step down. So, I mean, it's like, well, you know, that can't do this, you know, like Mahomes. And, okay, nobody can do it like Mahomes. Right. So, well, I mean, yeah. no, I'm, I'm one of the greats of all time. I would never well, argue that 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 uh, he ain't a system quarterback. I ain't saying that at all. I agree with you on that. It's just – Man, like well, I said, the narrative would have changed a little. He still would have been a system quarterback if they won the game. Everybody's a system quarterback. Not Some everybody. people can just play in every system. They're bigger than the well, system. But that's why they Hall of Famers. That's why they the elite of the elite. That's a long conversation right there. Because I think no, if, it, if Patrick is – if he ain't with Andy Reid, I don't know if he is as, 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 as successful – well, you is. know what I was going to say, dog? And it is a long conversation. But, I well, mean. Who's there, who else going to coach him? Who else going to bring him in this league and coach him like that? Let him do what he do. Uh, I think a lot of coaches would have, first they wouldn't have took him. And the second they would have co- tried to coach a lot of stuff he do out of him. The damn 60, 40-yard pass in the air that he threw to McCall Hardman across his body. Yeah, coaches ain't going to let him do that. I mean, it wasn't. <laughs> You know, well, I mean, deal, man. You I mean, can, uh... but he's six years. He, well, first of all, he's six years in. You're, it's one thing to say, "Hey, go let him do that." His first year, you know, six years in, yeah, you're gonna let him do that, okay? You know, because you know who he is. I mean, I, I, I just think that. I mean, I, I hear you, and I, I want to give Andrew Reed credit, and and, and and he should get credit. But but Andrew Reed just snivels a Super Bowl title to to, to Patrick well, home well, day. I believe in. True. I, mean, I believe in that. True. I believe in the lightning in a bottle theory. When you got two guys work together and they do good work together, keep their ass together. It's the team. You know, you got your Phil Phil Jackson and your Michael Jordan. You got your 
Yeah, hell. Go back to Mike Dick and Jim McMahon. What they do apart? You know, just stuff like that. If you got it together, Jimmy Johnson being here, you got it together, you got to keep the band together. And that, it takes I, I, that. I agree, but but I, I just push back on, uh, I mean, Peyton Manning won in Denver. I mean, great quarterbacks are going to succeed. And I think that Patrick Mahomes is a great quarterback independent of Andy Reid. I mean, we, we have too much evidence. And it's not just it's not just the stuff he does off schedule, you know, that you're talking about. It's, it's just his calm. It's his demeanor, the, 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 the instincts that he has. That that's great. That had nothing to do with it. His instincts, uh, his calm in in the fourth quarter, two minute drive where you. I mean, that's him. Well, take it up. Put him. Put is. him. Put him on. Put him on David Carr's Houston Texans, and see how and, much. And, see and how much calm he got. I, I, he would have a lot of calm because that's. No, nah, he, he'd be he getting his ass. He'd be getting his no, ass no, waylaid I, just I, like David no, Carr. You can't. Got, you can't be calm when they hitting you sixty eight times in a season. He got waylaid at Tech. Okay, that's who he is. He he got he did not have the best athletes right of attack. Okay, and he put up numbers. He went toe to toe with the OU, you know, uh, the team, you know, and put up astronomical numbers. That's where the calm is taught. Okay, that you know he he never had the best players around him. You look at now, and when he first won, he had Tyreek Hill. Now he's winning with just guys at receiver. You know, he doesn't take, you know, you, you talk about that deep throw, but that's not been part of his game the last couple of years since Tyreek left. He's been nickel and diamond down the field with, with short throws. He's receiving scores on tight end. I mean, he's one in days because of who he is. I mean, I, I just think it's, you're, you're taking something away from him by saying. No, I ain't taking nothing away from him. I'm not taking nothing away from him. I'm saying coaching matters. It, oh, it matters. does it matter. It matters big but, time. But great. But great players matter, and, and what he brings to the table is him. He's one of one. I think what what uh, I think both of y'all are, uh, are, are kind of right, but I think it's a situation where it's it's uh, it's what you hope for as a player and as a coach. It's a perfect storm. You get the right player, and that's what makes to me. That's what makes most Hall of Famers. It's the right player in the right system with the right coaching. And that's when you get the perfect storm and you get everything working the right way. Because I always said, you know, would Joe Montana be Joe Montana that we know if he was with the Raiders and their whole offense is built on throwing a deep ball? I don't think so. But yeah, but then I go throw the deep ball. Well, well that's again? what we're talking about. What do you say? That's, but that's what we're talking about. He had to go to the but, right system but, but, to, but, but, to enhance I, his greatness. I mean, if you look it, at it, Troy Aikman, it, it, Troy Aikman will tell you, along with Emmett and Michael, we didn't do nothing with David Shuler as a coordinator because he couldn't figure out how to unlock us. North Turner come, and he unlocks all of us because of his yeah, but, approach but, to the but, game. But David Shuler was trash. I mean, what has David Shuler ever done as a coordinator? I okay, mean, check this out. That, if that's your tough that's look to get being, drafted to a trash organization. But that's part of being a good coach, being adaptable to your players, not, not, not you know, Worry about the system. It's uh, just Jimmy's a Joe. You, you answering the it's, question? You making my point for me? You making the point? No. So if no, I'm so not if David Shula got Pat Mahomes, Pat Mahomes, you got you got you got to let him calm down, Jacques. You got. Now I'm fine. I'm, I'm just saying that you know obviously it's 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 both. There's no question. Andy Reid okay. is part of. Don't That's what we were saying. That. But what I'm saying is to, to to say that if he went somewhere else, he wouldn't have success. I think that's wrong. I think he would be great anywhere. He's a ah, he great within him. I think he'll be great anywhere. Right. You know that that's that's my point. I mean, I, I think that, that that he would be great in any system with any coach who knows how to coach. You know, but if you go, but you he in a system with a coach that you're talking in circles, though. No, I'm not because what if he went to a like system with a coach who didn't know how to coach? Well, right. But but my point is that's part of coaching. You know, we can debate about whether great coaches are about the system, about the players. You know, there, there, there are a lot of coaches who are rigid and this is what we do, this is how we do it, no matter who the players is. Great coaches adapt, okay? And with Patrick Mahomes, if you don't adapt to who he is, you're not a great coach. Dude. So Patrick Mahomes be great is, is, is anywhere because that's who he is. He's a great quarterback. The things he brings to the table are not taught. He's, okay. 
Yeah, you know what? What? Yeah, we, we'll talk about your ass after you leave. No, I ain't gonna talk about. I'm talk, talk, <laughs> hell no, I'm talking about. I'm gonna talk about. I'm gonna talk about your ass you now. Talking about no. me now? Yeah, no, no, no. Not, no I, I mean, I, I watched the. You, you refuse to answer the question. No, I understand. You keep changing no, the question. You, you the question no, is. I mean, listen. The question is: What if Pat Mahomes had gone to a coach who couldn't coach because they exist and at a bad organization? Then did yeah, that coach get he'd be like, he'd be like Archie, he'd be like Archie Manning. Did that coach get fired? No, did that coach get somebody else like, no. like Norm Turner? He would be unlike the greatness. He would be Josh Allen. That's who the hell he would be if he went somewhere where they can't coach. Yeah. That's where that, that's because he'd have all the tools. He still be he still be great, but he wouldn't be winning them damn Super Bowl. Because well, he beat Josh I mean, Allen. That's the difference I mean, but between. They, but but, but they the, win Super Bowls because of the team. I mean, I mean, oh, no, I mean, no. You, they win Super Bowls because they got lightning in the bottom. <laughs> they got good coach. They got good. They got good coaches. Good system. They got good players, and they know how to yeah. use them. It's they, that damn simple. Again, it's like I mean, the, the margin of error. Is so go ahead and so go ahead out. and uh, go ahead and go ahead and. Uh, Make my point for me again, because you keep doing. No, I'm that. not making your point. The margin is so finite. Just like we, just just like we pointed out in this 49ers game, there are ways as great as my home was. I can point to the 49ers being the biggest culprit of, of, of why they lost. You know yeah. the things they did to beat themselves. Yeah, because Mahomes you know? was not great early in the game. No, there, there's a lot of things that, that you know they didn't even take advantage of his uh, his interceptions. I mean, there, there are a lot of things that Fortnite did. You, you, you know, and then so you bring up Josh Allen. There are a lot of things that that, that happened for Josh Allen while they lost had nothing to do with his greatness. You go back to that game. You where know, you, where when, you going? Because you, 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 you way you moving way no, off not, the point you bring of the up damn Josh conversation. Allen, like that was a, like he could he, if he would not really be Josh Allen. I mean, there, there are a lot of reasons that people win other than that. But I mean, that has nothing to do with it. it, it I mean, Josh Allen is great. He's if gonna you, be great. He's gonna be all the himself. You, if you flip him, Josh Allen wins. If you flip Josh no, Allen and Patrick Mahomes, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, because I, you're not. I, I, I don't. I, I, I don't know that, and then I'm not gonna say that because Patrick Mahomes is one I'm, I'm gonna say it. I'm saying well, that's fine. Yeah, I, I, you, I, you don't, I, I you don't have to say it. I'm gonna say it. You can disagree too, but I'm gonna say that because yeah. it makes a difference. Andy Reid does not coach. I'm telling you, the way Patrick Mahomes plays. A lot of guys would try to coach him out of that, you know, and that's fine. And so they would coach Josh Allen all, all those turnovers too. Then they trying. That's why. That's why Dorsey got his ass fired. <laughs> that's why his offensive coordinator is, is, is sitting at the house right now. He was. He was. He was at those turnovers. All those. All those coaches. He's the one that's with the guys too. I mean, it is who he is. But hey, again, we can we can agree to disagree. That's fine. That both great. Andy Reid is one of the greatest, if not the greatest, coaches ever. Uh, it has to do with his adaptability. Uh, he got fired in Philadelphia because he couldn't win. He, he he goes to Kansas City and he and, and he wins because of Patrick Holmes. You say Patrick Holmes won because of him. Why well, he won because of Patrick Holmes? It, it, it's, it's all the same. That both of them in the other fame. They're gonna be, both be considered the, the greatest to, to ever do it. Uh, when all is said and done, it is what it is. I guess he told you. Nah, he, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> people, uh, people don't realize sometimes I know how to just shut up. That's what I did. Uh, before, I, I said they both great. So it is, that's it is my what point. It is. All right. uh, I didn't before, say they weren't great. All right, then. <laughs> before hey, we man, let you go. Hey, man, you know I love you, right? You still my boy. I know though. I love you. I love you too. Why don't y'all send each other Valentine? No, and, ain't uh, nobody wouldn't even like that, dog. <laughs> what you doing? Go ahead, dog. Uh, what's next for the Cowboys? I mean, they gotta figure out what they're gonna do with Dak Prescott, and 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 and, and you know, and then we we can debate all day, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we ain't got that. time for that yeah, conversation yeah. today. But they gotta figure out what they're gonna do with, with, the, with the cap figure. I mean, at the that's, that's number one. Obviously, you know, finish out the coaching staff, but you got to decide what you're going to do with Dak Prescott. You going you gonna let him go on to the last year with 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 the, under this deal and and, and chance him walking, or are you going to extend him and, and keep him for the future? You, you have to decide that. Is he your quarterback for the future? Are you going to send him to lowest cap figures? You can sign other players, 
CD Lamb wants a deal now, okay? And 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 you got to you you do need to add players to this roster. They're right now they're nineteen million dollars over the cap. You know they have to get under the cap, and then they have to have cap room to sign other players, uh, add to the team, and also extend CD Lamb. And Dak Prescott Domino has to fall first. Mm. What's your gut say? My gut says they that they extend that. But right. I think it's all on the table. I, I think everything decision is not made. I think, but my gut says they extend that. Yeah, we we'll roll with it. All right, that's a good stopping point. We'll uh, we'll have more intriguing conversation next week about that. Hey, I just want to say, uh, hey man, wherever you go, you legendary man. You wait, wait. Before I get off this planet, I got to party with you, dog. <laughs> hey man, everywhere you go, you have a good time, man. I, hey, I saw the pictures the other day. Yeah, yeah. You. Oh, no, he, no, he legendary now. Oh, yeah. He even got yeah. me, he even had me dancing one time with Queen Latifah. Oh, Latifi. he had you dancing? Yeah. On the dance floor hey, with man. Queen Latifah. Hey, man, this dude. In, this dude matter of fact, I, I, pushed, I pushed Bruce Smith out the way so I could dance with Queen Latifah. And she hey, said, man, she said story Queen Latifah said, man, this dude got two left feet. That was <laughs> Might say something else. Yeah. yeah Nobody said that. I could dance, but I was out yeah. there. Hey dog, he, he said he said Clarence, he said he like us. He don't love us, dog. What's wrong with him, dog? That tell me you can't dance right there. We we worked on that, that two step, man. So just, there you, you go. Every just man, stay in your steps. Just, yeah, yeah. just stay in your lane, man. Stay yeah, right yeah. here. Every man got to have a good Just two. stay right here. Yeah, left, yeah. right, left, right. Stay right here. Yeah, some some guys don't don't have. They they think they can do more than the two step, and they look bad. But yeah, you I was stay. that guy for a long time. Yeah, you got to stay in your lane. I saw you. Now, now I can stay in my lane now, man. I saw you dance at your your, your wedding. And it looked like your, your first wedding. I saw you dancing. It looked like a, no, the second wedding. Looks, Thank look, you. Looked like a, you look like you look like <laughs> you look I, like. I've been wedding since it's been. Yeah, it's well, two baby. Yeah, well, I, it looked like you was doing calisthenics when you was dancing. You know what, oh, man? Yeah, yeah. We still got some, some more to show. Otherwise, I tell you to. Yeah, you, you can know. tell me. You know. No, nah, because every time I tell you that, you get mad at me for a week and a half. No. No, it's all good. But Make yeah, love yeah. to yourself. How about that? I don't even know what oh that God. means. All right, I don't man. Even... <laughs> <laughs> boy, that boy go off the rails, Clarence. I can't hold. I can't keep him on there, dog. I can't keep him on the rails. I do the best I can, man. That's all I can say. All right. Uh, we'll talk all to you brother. later, Chill. All right, brother. Good right. yep. day, all day. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's Clancy Hill Jr. Brought to you each and every Friday. I think, he, my, I think he think he done stepped into something when he get on here. He has, man. Yeah. Brought to you each and every Friday by uh, good friends at Smokey John's Barbecue, home of the Jam Session Bowl. They had Smoke Wing Wednesday yesterday. I, I, man, I came dangerously close to rolling through between the time the press conference ended and the time my class started at SMU for some smoked wings. Ah, would have been delicious. Would have been delicious. Uh, that being said, Go by Smokey Johns. Let them give you that mouthful of love. You know, uh, because the Jam Session Bowl is something to live for. It's a mac and cheese or a mashed potato base. I really like the, the, the uh, mashed potato base better. Mac and cheese is good, but the mashed potato base is just, whoo, love in your mouth. That's what that is. And so they give you two out of five smoked meats. I, I like the rock with the brisket and the sausage. Oh, I almost said so. And then they put uh, everything you find on a loaded baked potato. You know, chives and butter and bacon bits, cheese, sour cream. And then they say you want to drench it. You want to drizzle it with that sauce. Either way, is outstanding. And uh, it's enough for two. Easy. If you got a little short, it's enough for three. No problem. And it is love in your mouth. Almost made me cuss, man. It's delicious. Um, jam session bowls out of this world, man. And so... Uh, if you want some Smokey John's in your life a little more frequently, you can go to the website, SmokeyJohns.com, go to the marketplace, click on it. You can order the rub or the sauce, have it delivered to your house in a couple of days. If you need it more immediately than that, check this out, man. You can go to H-E-B, all over Day of Dub, pick up the rub right there, have it in your house. You know, I put it on some popcorn the other day. I put it on some, uh, some steak. I mean, it's, a, it's an all-purpose rub. It is fantastic. 
and it is love in your mouth. Smokey John's Barbecue, 1820 West Mockingbird. You know, swing through there, show them some love, and enjoy the food. Uh, what's your schedule today, man? You want to roll today? Really? Yeah. I, I don't know. What you, what you, you coming by here? What you doing? No, why don't you come over here? We'll just roll over there. No, nah, I'm going. You know what? I'm going yeah. when Ain't Minute, dog. When you see us, well, you're going to see Ain't Minute. Call and see what she doing today. Ain't Minute work, too. She ain't got a lunch break? I don't know. I had to call her. Call and see, man. Let's okay. get Ain't Minute over there. Okay. Come on. YOLO, man. Oh, I was thinking. I'm thinking, shit, you want me to call her right now? I don't know. <laughs> That's <laughs> a text. She, she answered text messages. Uh, I had saw Mike Zimmer answer a phone on his watch the other day, so I know if he could do it, anybody can. Anybody can be down with the technology. But I told you, ain't many force of nature, dog. And many hey, got man. their technology and all that. She good. Hey man, Tech, text ain't many. See see if she can get down, and uh, let's take a, a quick trip around the block. Around the block. Now this is going to be a tough conversation. Well, maybe not. Let me not. Let me not. Let me not say it like that. Uh, it should be a. Uh, it should be an interesting conversation because I'm interested in your opinion on this. Uh, you had the Chiefs in a parade yesterday, and you had yet again a mass shooting. Uh, you had one dead, more than twenty wounded. Uh, nine of them seriously. Nine kids were shot. And, uh, you know, man, uh, it's, it's an interesting conversation between us because um, I, don't, I don't really have a solution. All I know is this, um, as it relates to gun control and whatever, that it's ridiculous that we claim to have the best country in the world, the most sophisticated country in the world, yet we're the only country in the world that has these types of mass shootings on, on a regular basis. And uh, I don't really know what the solution is, but I do know that the people who have the power to change it, being politicians, are so uh, concerned with their own deal that, and their own self, uh, you know, taking care of themselves, that they aren't going to put in any laws that have anything that's going to take this away. Now, I say that with uh, knowing that you, uh, I, don't, I don't even know what you're saying. So what's your take on all of that? Talking about gun control? You're talking about I'm talking about gun control and mass shootings and is there anything that can be done in a short conversation to kind of curb it? Because it's ridiculous that we have these things on such a regular basis. Ah, that's such a, that's such a I mean I know it's a big question. It is, it is a big question. Um man, as a as a as a shooter and a gun owner. Man, it's hard. It's a it's a hard question for me to answer because, on one hand, I say, look, you got to have a license. You got to register your car, right? You know, why not register your firearms or have a license for your firearms, especially okay. the bigger ones? Um, handguns, man, I, I have so many thoughts. It's just not, you know, I saw the notes, but I didn't think you would ask me a question like this because I have so many. <laughs> I don't want to say the wrong thing, or I don't want to you can't say the say, wrong thing. I don't, yeah, you can because I have so many thoughts with that. Cause I'm a gun guy. Well, that's why that's why you're a good person to talk to because you're a gun guy. Uh, not you know, necessarily. Uh, I don't want David wanna... the content guy is a gun guy. Well, I'm not a gun guy, mm-hmm. but I'm not opposed to you having your gun. But it's so but, many different. It's so many. Here's the thing with guns: the way David on guns, the way I own guns, two different things. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's you know it's just. It's just varied. It's, it's kind of like having a car. You know, I'm I'm going to keep my gun and my weapons as is, and some people customize theirs, and some people buy other guns, buy guns for protection, and some people buy guns because they are cool, and right. some people don't understand why you got to have seven or why you got to have 25 or why you got Same reason you know, why you got to have some people got six cars. That's not, what you like. That's what you do. Why I got 100 pairs of tennis Are you telling me or are you asking me? Both. Okay, because you can ask me, but you can't tell me. And I'm telling you, know, if you ask me, I'm telling you, people have these damn guns because they cool, because they can. They just it's just become a. It's like why have one tattoo? Why not have twenty? You know, 
And then some people have guns for different reasons. Me myself, I have different. I have guns for different reasons. I don't have them for because I like the way I do. I do actually love them, but I don't. I have them because I have a, a long shot gun for this. I have a short shot gun for this. I have a, long, a compact pistol for this. I have a forty five for this. So it's just different reasons you buy them. But to say what you need to do, I think you got to register. Think your weapon should be registered, and a lot of people say, "Oh no, no." I say, if you got to register a car, get a license for a car, for you to have an AR or a big gun or something like that, you should have to register that thing. Or you should have to get a license for that thing or get some training for that thing. Because a car is less lethal than a gun, but you can kill yeah. people. But yeah. you got to get a license. You got to get trained. Maybe you should have to be requirement for that. And then um, you shouldn't be allowed to sell guns. Here's the problem too. If if you're allowed to sell, like if I buy a gun, right, and I sell it to you, you don't have to register that thing. You don't. It doesn't ever have to come out of my name. Oh, you you right. can register that, but you don't have to. Nope. But what happens is you could commit a crime with that gun. It comes back. It's gonna be in my name. They're gonna say, "Hey, who did you sell it to?" And right. Then they start tracking it for that, but. You know, a lot of people get guns, you know, get guns like that because they leave other people's hands. You know, you know how many times people in the recession or they low on money say, hey, man, I got a I got a pistol cost me nine hundred. I need five hundred dollars a day for rent, car payment or whatever. Can you give me five? Yeah. I don't know. I'm all at the pawn shop. Well, I'm not talking about it. When you you go to the pawn, when you sell them at the pawn shop, you have to you have have to. uh, if I put my gun in the pawn shop and I get and I go get it out, I have to do a background check. Right, right. So the pawn shop is not the problem. Because when you buy a gun from the pawn shop, you're supposed to do a background check. Right. When you you get your own gun out of the pawn shop, you gotta do a background check. So that's not that's not the problem. I'm talking about from person to person. Mm-hmm. See, that's how a lot of people get a lot of bad people get weapons. It goes from person to person. That that's a problem. If you sell a gun to somebody, you should have to report that shit. Right. That you what is sold. it that you love about guns? Um, what is I love about guns? Yeah. Kind of like shooting a basketball. You shoot a gun, you get the more practice you get a gun, the better you shoot. Um, probably because I slept with guns, I ate with guns. <laughs> Uh, I didn't love guns before I went in the military. I was just about to ask you that. Yeah, so, you know, when somebody is screaming at you and you learning how to take something apart, and I was never really a mechanical, like a mechanically inclined guy right? until I went to the military and started messing with all them gadgets. Now, I'm still not with a car and all of that. I'm not the mechanic, but you know me when it comes to gadgets and fixing stuff and troubleshooting and yeah, stuff like that. I'm pretty good because that's what I learned. But yeah, so I don't know. I probably walked around here with my AR, letting the boat go a couple, three, two or three, or four or five times. You know, Cause my wife. My wife is pretty. She's probably the best person in the world. Cause let me tell you a story about the time I was uh, cleaning my shotgun, my Mossberg, and uh, I was pumping the shells out. And she was over there. She goes, look. Make sure you pick up all them bullets. She called them bullets. Make sure you pick up all them bullets because I found one under the couch when I was uh, when I was vacuuming. I said, "Okay." <laughs> you do realize I have a loaded shotgun in my hand, and you talking crazy. She said, "I don't care. Make sure you pick them damn bullets up." <laughs> That's a woman for you. That's a keeper right there. See what I'm saying? That's a keeper right, right there. So I don't know. I'm thinking. I know. I'm go- I feel like I'm going all over the place, and I feel like I. I hope I answered your question. I think you need to register that stuff and don't allow people to just sell without registering that. And I know a lot of gun owners will talk about government. Like, say if I bought a shotgun from David right now. Right. I don't have to report that. Shotguns are not included in that where you got to report anyway. It's it's not considered as lethal as a, or dangerous as a pistol for some reason. But um, if David sold me a pistol, don't know my record. He don't know if I'm a bad guy or not, but I put the money in his hand. It's mine. Right. No register, no nothing. Nobody knows nothing. Right. I've sold guns to people and bought them back. You know, years later, they didn't want it. I bought them back. 
Right. But you exchange that's that's kind of the the way weapons get in the hand get in the people's hands is you don't you know, it's it's all about that money. So I don't know, man. Uh I don't know what kind of security you can run at a parade. You know, people just get crazy at these different venues, you know. And it's not just guns. What about the Boston Marathon? What kind of security you gonna you gonna run for people that you know that, that are gathering like that, you know, yeah. for, for them guys not to bomb it, you know, what kind of security you gonna run for somebody to jump in, jump in a damn car and drive through a damn crowd and kill thirty people with a car, you know? Uh, you can't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you can stop it. It's just evil. But the gun stuff in a, at a parade. Well, what can you do about that at a well, school? At a school, yeah. School. Yeah, well, go ahead. No, school. Schools. Yeah, uh, uh, police training and all that. Like in Uvalde, you know. Yeah. Now they want to get serious. You know, better pay for a policeman. Better pay for security. And you get better people working the job. I was a truck driver. I made a lot more money than a policeman. And a policeman yeah. got to run to the sound of danger. Correct. Run to the sound of danger. Think yes. about that. Not not look over there and go, hey, they can't call nobody and say, hey, go do that. <laughs> they run, to, you know. So, no, nah, I'm pro-police like that. I got family that's police. And I pray for them all the time. Because they, you know, I don't know. We start getting into all of that. Now you go off the deep end. But, no, I know. think, I mean, I think you, I try to keep it contained. And the single, to me, the single biggest question is, why can we stop having these mass shootings? What can you do to stop these mass shootings? And I think, uh, you know, having gun registration and all that, that's a, that's a step in the right direction. Uh, but, you know, I just wish that the people in charge of the country, the politicians, really cared enough to make something happen. Because when they care about something, and it's not much that they care about, when they care about something, they can make it happen. But there's so much money involved and so much... Uh, you know, lobbying and all this involved that people's own self-interest take over. And nobody wants to make a hard choice amongst the people who are put in a position to make hard choices. You know? Yeah. It's, 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 it's a very, like I said, it's a big question because you, you, when you start talking about guns in general, what kind of guns they use at the parade? Was they handguns? Was they rifles? They probably, they probably, was, they probably was handguns because you, you bring a rifle to a parade, that's just going to have people freaking out already. But yeah. then you start talking about ARs and 30-round magazines and stuff like that. See, it's a different kind of mass shootings. It's a different kind of weapons that are used, and so it's different kind of laws that go into place. You know, different kind of, you know, bans and, and stuff like that. I don't think anybody... Yeah, I, I, think, I don't think anybody a civilian should have a bump stock. I don't right. think... Uh, I think if you have a, a, a weapon with a 30-round magazine, you should go... You should get licensed and get some damn training and realize the maximum effective range of that. You don't need to be shooting a burglar in your house with an AR-15 because what's the maximum effective range of that? Probably about 200 meters, maybe. I'm, 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 I'm rounding up. but uh, So that's going to go through your house into your neighbor's house. You know, right. so you need to know that you need some distance between your house. My best protection weapon is probably one of them Mossbergs. You know, that that double odd buck. I don't know. I ain't trying to give away too much stuff, but that's <laughs> <laughs> you gonna get the business. You know, and, and 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 a lot of people glorify shooting. That's a dreadful feeling, but I don't know. It's uh, it's uh, it's uh. It's a big question, man, just for me to give you an answer. That's why I turned the damn music off. That's some somber shit right there, you know, to me. Uh, no, nah, I, I, I feel you. Well, this is what I was looking at. This was, this is kind of what I was talking about in, the, in just looking at the big picture. And my whole question, and then we'll let it go and uh, talk about something else. But my whole question is, you know, if I get rid of these daggone... And I couldn't do it, so y'all bear with me a second. You know, sometimes, man, I mean, these computers, you know, with these, everything got to have a, uh, everything got 27 ads before you can get to what you're trying to get to, which is this. 
list of oh my goodness list of countries with the uh, most mass shootings. So all I'm talking about is mass shootings. How can we curb that? 101 in the U.S. 21 in Russia, eight in France, five in Germany, four in Canada, three in Finland, two in Belgium, two in the Czech Republic, two in Italy, two in the Netherlands. Why would we have five times as many as anywhere else and ten times more than basically the rest of the world? Well, how was how was the how was the West one? How we how we I mean you know I understand all that. I'm just saying What do you say? God God created man? The man who created coke made man equal. The man who created coke, forty-five made. I mean, it's Americans that have guns. It's crazy, but it's just that's just what it is. It's a gun country. It's a gun culture. No, it is. This it's is a gun culture. You this know, is very true. I know people so, that own twenty-five guns. Twenty-five. I know people with hell own thirty. Got a safe full of guns. You know. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm not even. That don't even necessarily bother me. I'm just talking about. I'm really just talking about mass shootings. What I'm saying, what I'm what I'm saying but, is, yeah, I mean, the other countries, I mean, the other countries probably have probably stricter even, stricter gun control, and it's not a yes. gun culture. That's right. why we have more mass shootings like that. I mean, how can I mean, that a guy? That makes sense to me intellectually. Huh? Intellectually, that makes sense to me. I'm just trying to figure out. You know. Well, I'm tired of reading about mass shootings. Yeah, yeah, we all, we all are, and you know, that's why I say with with uh, man, with watching the Uvalde stuff was hard because you know them guys didn't have the training to do what they do, and uh, I know that um, we talked, you know, me and me and a bunch of my buddies in the service talked about that. You got to be willing to put your soul at hazard. Sometimes your pay, your pay ain't. Ain't saying that. Sometimes your training ain't saying that. Sometimes your experience ain't saying that. Um, we talked about, you know, I, I probably would have been like this. If I if, I don't know about them, but a lot of guys will tell you, if I need one more person to go with me and you've all We're going to go two by two, and we're going to go in there, and we know we're probably going to die, but let's go in there anyway. And a lot of them guys didn't know, just didn't know what to do. It's a whole clusterfuck because nobody's in command, and they're not trained for that. And the problem with policing is they got to do policing. They can't do be like the military and just train for situations and train, train, train. But they got to do policing every day. I don't know. I just, you know, I start talking. I do a lot. I get to start talking about a lot of my views, and people don't necessarily agree with that. But it's yeah, really about to agree. With yeah, well, I'm conflicted because I'm a gun guy, and I hate the gun shootings, and I hate to see kids. You know, I hate to, to see innocent people die, but I damn sure don't want you to take my guns. You start taking my shit, start talking about taking my shit. No, I'm not. I'm not down with that because I'm responsible with my shit. I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy that's irresponsible with my shit. You understand? That's my problem. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I got you. Now let's move back on to football. How about that? Yeah, yeah. You're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to probably go back to counseling today. But all right. <laughs> 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 Mike I'll be, Zimmer. I'll be at the VA uh, today. <laughs> uh, Mike Zimmer had his press conference yesterday. Last, I mean, we 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 threw out, the, we didn't walk around the block, man. We, we okay, man. I'm just saying, man. You got me all jacked up right now. I'm, I'm, but go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be back with you in a second. That's right. Keep calm in the midst of the storm. Uh, you know, so Mike, Mike, uh, Mike Zimmer had his press conference yesterday. Last about 28 minutes. And uh, I thought it was very interesting. It was a uh, it was a relaxed Zimmer. It was a calm Zimmer. It was a happy to be coaching again Zimmer. And that's all good. And uh, you know he he answered a bunch of questions. Uh, answered the Michael question, uh, which is said he's a great athlete. Seen him make a lot of athletic plays. Uh, has some thoughts on what to do with him, but certainly is going to share them with the media before he shares them with Michael. That's spoken like a guy who's been a head coach before and understands that communication is the key. And you got to communicate with your players, make sure they understand what's going on, don't let them catch anything by surprise. Um, and I thought that was a good first step, uh, first step for him. 
you know, the other thing he touched on, uh, well, he touched on a lot of things that he changed. And here's what he said when uh, my man Kevin Shanton of Dallas Morning News asked him, well, is there anything the same about you? Because you keep talking about all the stuff you've changed. Competitiveness, um, probably um, being technique-oriented, being fundamental, uh, disciplined. Um, you know, those are the kind of things that kind of give me grouchy. <laughs> grouchy is a good word. But that's what he is, and I think uh, Joe will appreciate it um, the most, probably. Or he, people like Joe will appreciate it the most next year when they play, because they'll be fundamentally sound. I don't know if, what else they'll be, but you know they'll be technically sound, fundamentally sound, and they'll be in the right spot to make plays. And whether they make them or not, you know, we'll see what happens. But I think that's what he does. I mean, he talked yesterday about, uh, you know, I'm all about hand placement and shoulder height and all this other stuff, which ain't nothing but technical football. Remember the story I told y'all last week about making sure Roy Williams' toe was pointed in the right direction when he started to pursue somebody. It's that level of detail that uh, that he's all about. And, uh, you know, the, the other thing about Zim is he's incredibly demanding. And you say, well, what does that mean? That means do it and do it right. Not do it and do it right every time. Not eight out of ten times or nine out of ten times. Ten out of ten times you got to do it right uh, from a technique standpoint. Now, physically, you know, sometimes you just get overwhelmed by, by another player. But technically, we got to do it right every single time. And when you get a defense doing that as a unit, you know, most of the times you have a good defense, and that's what he's had over the years. There is no perfect defense, but he'll get his guys to play as well as they can play most of the time. And really, I think that's for the most part all you can ask from a defense coordinator. Yeah, one of the things I like about uh, Zimmer is that some some employers, or some bosses, or some coaches, they'll let you go without telling you exactly what they want from you, what's expected right. of you. They'll fire you or cut you or whatever. Mike, Mike will let you know. I watched a couple of clips on him. Um, since they started talking to him. And he pulled one guy in the office. I think it was Hard Knocks or something. They pulled him in the right. office and said, hey, what do, you, what do you expect from yourself? He goes, I'm going to try to be the best backup I can be. He goes, nope, I want you to prepare to be a starter. I want you to say I'm just as good as the person in front of me, even if you ain't. I want you to feel like that. I expect right. you to prepare like a starter. Uh, I don't think homeboy ever got it together and he was gone. So what more can you expect? You know, from a guy, and I like the bag of tricks that he brings. Cause I don't remember the defense he ran in the in Minnesota was like a a, a, a gap system where they blitzed the gaps and they lined right. up in the gaps and then they fooled you who was coming, who who didn't come. I didn't see that in Cincinnati. I didn't see that in Dallas. He just brought the you know he just got a wide bag of tricks. He went to a whole different defense in Minnesota, and it was pretty damn good. Right, and uh, so. I'm anxious to see what he do, you know, with this. I think whether it works out or not, I'm signing on to that hire. It's a good hire. I think it's a good hire. You know, whether it remains to be seen, whether it work out, but I'm on board with that. So. Yeah, I think it'll be good. I think uh, I think his personality will be good for the team. Sometimes, man, you need some dudes with an edge. You don't need everybody to have an edge. You don't need every staff full of people with an edge. But sometimes, man, it's good to have cats with an edge uh, who push you. Uh, you know, this is just a small example. My dude, I, uh, I work out with two guys in the morning, and one of them is that edge guy. And so we had a killer workout this morning, dog. Killer. And at the end, he says, hey, let's just uh, do this finisher. Now, first, I gave him the side eye like, 12-letter cuss word, we done worked our ass off this morning. We good. Okay, fine, let's do a finisher. Now, he don't come, and finisher is just where you really just push yourself the last few minutes. And the finisher he decided was, let's do some triceps extensions for two minutes while the other person does full push-ups. And full push-ups for us is when you get down in chest position, you take your hands off the ground very quickly and put it back so that you actually start from the bottom and go all the way up to the top. I said, two minutes? He said, yeah. I said, dog, come on, man. He said, come on, man. Let's push ourselves, JJT. I was like, man, you full of shit. <laughs> But then what did I do, dog? I went out there and did it because you needed somebody to get you and push, somebody with some edge, 
somebody to, to move you when you're not quite ready to move yourself. And at the end, I was sore as hell, and I cussed him out of my head a million times during them two minutes, but we got it done. I think Zimmer can bring that to the Cowboys' defense, and sometimes you just need just a little bit of edge from a few other people, and that can make up, uh, you know, uh, and get you where you're trying to go. So I think uh, you're right. We'll see. But I like Zimmer. I think he's a good hire. I know him. I know what he's all about. And uh, I wish him success. And now it's just about whether they can put the pieces together, add a couple things, and uh, see if they can make this defense uh, championship worthy. Or at least championship game worthy. How about that? Yeah. Everything going to be about the playoffs. They can win. They can, <laughs> they can go 16-0 and and be, be everybody going to be like, so? No, nah, that's true. What y'all going to do? What y'all going to do? Everybody know the deal. Guess what, man? The players and the coaches know that that's the deal. Yeah. So their yeah. problem is they just have to get there. And, uh, you know, because you can you can be focused so much on the playoffs that you forget you got to play the regular season. Yeah, I was just about to say, you got to take one game at a time. But as a fan, you know, as a fan, you know, we're going to be like, hey, man. Yeah. I mean, you it's know. like when you – yeah, you can't do like Madden, just simulate the games, get to the playoffs. You have to actually play them. <laughs> yeah. All right. But, uh, you know, we always uh, want to appreciate Green and Law. show doesn't happen without them. You can find me on Twitter, J- at JJT Journalist. I am Jean-Jacques Taylor is the handle. Go subscribe, like, leave us a comment on the uh, YouTube show, at The Real Jacques Talk. That's also where you can find us on IG. Um, Smoke John's Barbecue. If you got some time today, go sample the Jam Session Bowl. It's love in your mouth. Uh, Until we chat again, you guys be blessed.